Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome once again to Cult Following. Your favorite, my favorite, and our favorite podcast about film, film criticism, and vital social issues and stuff. That's it, Kelly Bundy. I'm one of your three hosts for this edition, Victor Moreno, along with Kirby Nelson and Joshua T. Ruth. Uh, Joshua T. Rex. Uh-oh, that's Indominus. I mean, <laughs> Indomitable. Join us as we raptor our way through the world of movies. We are explorers in the darkest regions of celluloid. Angels to some, devils to others. That's a film critic, y'all. Join us every two weeks here at Cult Following. You can find us, as always, on iTunes, on Google Play, on, on cultfollowing.co, and more venues to come in the future. We have lots and lots of film reviews up right now, including one Josh will talk about up on cultfollowing.co. And if you want to meet us in person, a lot of times you can catch us at the Alamo Draft House in Tempe, where I host Video Vortex every month, bringing you the best of the worst in VHS. And starting in July, we will also bring you Fist City, your favorite action in weird movies always at the draft house and join us on june 29th for cult classics dive in at the moxie because we've got jaws in the water watch your favorite shark movie in the pool brought to you by cult classics and moxie and our friends at starfighters cult classics is back baby it's back and better than ever yeah you know, it's so funny how many people get so freaked out about watching Jaws, like, while in water. I know. It's really interesting trying to talk to people about it. Because this is a time of year where, like, you know, like, like myself, all, a lot of theaters around the country decide to play Jaws based on the setting. If you've seen the movie, you know why. Mm. But, um, you know, July 4th, you know, all that stuff. But uh, it's also timely, you know, crooked politicians who don't know what they're doing. Totally. Um and in the same, at the same notion, it is just weird to me. Like, it's not, if you're watching a movie in a pool, it's not like a shark's going to get you. Yeah, I know, right? But it's just like this, like, <laughs> weird thing. Like, I would love, this is one of those things I would love. Um, a long, I think a couple of years ago, uh, in LA, they did a screening of John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness mm. at the church from the movie because it's been mm. deconsecrated. Yeah. So you can watch movies there. But how cool would it be to watch, like, The Exorcist in a, the uh, con- uh, consecrated church, unconsecrated. <sighs> yeah, I don't know, man. That'd be really cool. I heard that like the the dudes who own uh, Van Buren are turning a church into like a venue yes. out here. Yeah, they are. They should I totally do the exorcist there, and if they that do, would be I awesome. Royalties. I bet the acoustics would be great. I actually just watched Exorcist again recently because um, uh, I uh, so. Like, uh, my friend Alex, she had not seen it in, like, years and years. I could barely even remember the movie. Right. Um, you know, and, and she, we were kind of comparing it to Hereditary. Yeah. And, um, so we watched that and, uh, you know, I mean, not news to anybody, but god damn, that is an effective movie, dude. Like, that movie still gets under my skin. I have seen that movie so many times and it still really, really messes with me yeah. literally every time I, I watch think, it. I think Kirby should watch it because I think if Kirby saw The Exorcist, he would really like it. I don't know if he's familiar <laughs> with it. You should like that, man. It sounds like your jam. Yeah, you should watch that movie. But yeah, it's like, and and I guess if you know, in thinking about it over time, like that's the biggest complaint that I, I, I had. appreciate that and your Jurassic jokes. <laughs> um, Today's best on Kirby Day. <laughs> but the uh, uh, like, I guess it's not Kirby Day, is it? <laughs> 
so like the the biggest complaint I have about Hereditary is that like is is you know I like that movie, but it's not nearly as affecting as something like Exorcist. And I've seen Exorcist like so many times, and it's still more affecting than Hereditary was the first time. That that's a high. That's like the worst criticism ever. Not for me, but it's like, yeah, I don't like that movie because it's not as good as The Exorcist. I know it's it's that's that's not fair comparison and everything. But at the same time, for a movie that's like you know references The Exorcist so much and and frankly was called Exorcist for this generation. Is it fair to judge a movie based on the word of a critic who's probably not that knowledgeable, though? Because this is something I reel about on this podcast Mm -hmm. all the time. Like, oh my god, you guys, this is the saw for this generation. Okay, but if if it's one that is, um, you know, put out by the actual film company as a way to sell their movie. That is true. I mean, A24 is not going to let that quote slip. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Of course they're not. But the whole point is, is like, I recently, it it sounds like a real, like, left field, but I actually recently rewatched Freddy Got Fingered. (laughs) Yeah. For the first time since I saw it theatrically (laughs) 17 years ago. And the best part of the DVD is there's one positive quote in the booklet, and then the rest is every negative quote and <laughs> review of the film when it was released. That's yeah. awesome. And, um, you know, it's, but that's what I think with a lot of these movies is they just go back. I mean, I always, my favorite things with quotes and, and taglines and stuff like that that they, they get, they call from critics is always the ones where the movie just didn't get good. It had a poor response. So they get like whatever the, um, you know, Des Moines shopper yeah, or something right. is the person who did it. Or uh, I remember seeing it's like an the, article about this you know, not that long ago. Uh-huh. That there's one specific person that they go to who gives a good review to everything yeah. for like the last 30 years. Yeah, dude. And it's funny because like the, the, the less like anyone's ever heard of this outfit like the smaller the font yeah, right. <laughs> you know like they try and make it's like huge font of the quote and then like from you know? was it last week that i was joking like when i see a critic compare a movie and say it's a tour de force mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah i want to yeah. fucking know what a tour de force is right like seriously like that would be a good name for a podcast. This podcast is a tour de force. Yeah, right. And then you find out it's all about bicycles. <laughs> I, I would actually say my new favorite. Well, that's funny. I was going to say Wheelhouse. I've noticed is now being used in like every review I read. But I also really enjoy um, Benchmark. Yeah. Uh, it's a benchmark in terror. Let, yeah. <laughs> Let's a, make uh, up a fake review right now. It's like <laughs> the hereditary is a benchmark in what horror could be a true a true tour de force <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. of terror. Frankly, this director has it in his wheelhouse to be the best thing since Hellraiser. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And there that can very yeah. easily be a real review. Victor Moreno, cofollower.co. Yeah. Put me on the box.com. <laughs> That's your box quote. Yep. Yeah. It's it's one of those ones where I um I actually finally did see Hereditary. Yeah, yeah. And uh it's my favorite film of the year. Awesome. There's, there's, I assumed it would. There, there's no way anything is going to beat this this year. I mean, there's. I, I really. I would be hard pressed. And a twenty four. You know, I said it's the a twenty four triple crown because which was my favorite twenty sixteen. It comes tonight twenty seventeen, and here we are twenty eighteen with a red. So do we? Yep, do we? We year. didn't spoil it. Or anything. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, and I don't. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody else, but I find the Exodus comparisons like okay, yeah, sure. The finale, mm-hmm. I feel, is the slow build. People are like, oh, it's really? Much- you think the finale is more like? I think it's just. It, I think it's more like the middle is more like the Exorcist. The middle, the middle, and, and the the finale. But I do feel it was very funny when I went to um, one of the. It was the uh, bold horror statements at Phoenix Comic Con. One of the ones Rebecca McKendry from Shockwaves made that I was actually going to do as my audience one is The Exorcist 3 is scarier than The Exorcist. And I stand by that. Mm. As much as The Exorcist mm. gets to me, Exorcist 3 is actually I need a to Marge me, but... sound effect for yeah. me and Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I disagree. I, th- I, I love, I love The Exorcist yeah. three. I really, really do. But I, just, I find yeah. The Exorcist to be the more unsettling film. Yeah, okay. But the actually more frightening film in terms of conventional horror or what I would consider good psychological horror. I think The Exorcist three. I think it's also because it was so. Um, and it's it's also, and I was even going to make the more bold horror statement, which I know if Adam's listening, he'll chime in. But I think the actual, I love the uh, the original cut. I think that Blatty's cut is not nearly as good as the uh, the theatrical release. Yeah. So I, I feel mean, that would I, I really want to do. It won't be this week, but I want to do uh, why director's cuts usually suck compared to the theatrical version. Yeah, because I really think that's starting to become an axiom. It's yeah. like, it's not just, everybody, it's so situational. but it, especially if right. it's somebody new from the get-go, because I swear to God, if I meet somebody who's like Donnie Darko director. Oh, bro, that's like, that's the one I thought about. Donnie Darko, it, that director's cut so much worse than the original. That, that, never watch the Donnie Darko director's yeah. cut. Yeah. Never watch right. it. But there are certain, I mean, you know, it King, ruins Kingdom of the Heaven is a way better uh, director's cut. Obviously, Blade Runner, well, in my opinion, I know we maybe differ on that uh, one a little bit. But well, um, I mean, I differ, but they both suffer from Ridley Scott disease. For like, I need <laughs> to go back and tinker. Like, on, on, I will Isn't say on one level. George Lucas syndrome? No, 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 <laughs> because like the, the changes that, that uh, Ridley Scott makes to movies fundamentally change the movie usually. Yeah. I will say, though, I actually really did like Kingdom of Heaven, so I don't mind that director's cut. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that hate it, but I actually I think, think it's it, a really interesting It gives you movie. a lot more character development yeah. in places and I think that it, are needed. You need it because there's so many characters right. in that movie. Yeah. Which is funny because Oliver Stone's Alexander, the director's mm-hmm. cut, is like even worse than the regular Alexander. Yeah, it's really amazing. I watched that because I was like, I wanted to love Alexander so much. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, well, I'll watch the director's cut. Maybe it's better. No, it's yeah. not. It doesn't fix anything. Weirdly enough, I pr- if there was more of Blade Runner 2049, I probably would watch that, even though mm-hmm. that movie is like almost three hours long. It is very long. long, yeah. I like, I rewatched it the other day because they just added it on HBO. I'm, and I'm like, God, that's such a good movie. I'm 100% for yeah. director's cuts, especially when they integrate the footage that was, you know, of course removed or trimmed or whatever i mean i think people want to see the director's original vision whether they like it or not i always appreciate it as an option right i just it's very rare that i like the director's cut more than i like the original. i will say i think nowadays director's cuts are like what unrated cuts used to be correct where it's yeah. like oh you guys you get you get to see the real version and honestly half the time it's a bait to get you to buy blu-ray because we all know if you're a long-time listener, you know my long-standing stance on this, that um, you know most of us hardcore uh, film fans are what's keeping uh, physical media alive. Yeah. So this is usually a trick to get us to double dip. You know, I, I will all say, like, at, 
pretty much every director's cut that's come out in the last uh, in this I mean, it is a bold statement. It's come out at least in the last decade is garbage. I mean, I'm sure there's exceptions, and once they come to me, I'll eat my words. But like <laughs> most of the time, it's like garbage, garbage, garbage. I and it's weird. Like there's some directors like Zack Snyder who I like. Zack Snyder, don't get me wrong, um, but I feel like he's one of those guys who's a victim of like release dates. Yeah. You know, like oh, this movie has to come out on this date. And then he makes a three-hour cut, or and then, like, oh, no, I've got a version that's even longer. And then all the stuff he cuts out of the theatrical version is the meat. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. like, just they just leave the structure. In. So I think, like, Watchmen director's cut is definitely better. I agree. Yeah, um, that was the one I was thinking of when you said the yeah. last ten years. Yeah, Watch, yeah. Well, which is almost ten years yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. So it almost skirts right. it, you know? Right, right. But, like, even Sucker Punch, the director's cut of that version, it, in my mind, is the only version of that movie. The theatrical cut, like, cuts out an entire subplot. Right. An entire subplot that's yeah. actually crucial to understanding the entire movie. I want to see the cut of Sucker Punch that's, like, only the fantasy stuff. Yeah. Literally, which, none. I, I don't care if it's, like, 40 minutes long. It probably... It cut out all of the real world stuff. Just give me, I mean, uh, apropos of nothing, complete non-sequiturs. on YouTube just, somewhere. Yeah. It's, yeah. That, that, it's, that, just, that, like, it's yeah. just like people when they... Uh, one of the things I always remember in video gaming is when they start releasing cutscenes into... Uh, you, it's like a bonus DVD yeah. or Blu-ray, so you could just watch. Because, I mean, there's games where it's three or four hours of cutscenes. Or well, if it's Metal Gear Solid, yeah, 40, 40 hours. You could, hours. Actually argue, say, yeah. you could actually argue that all of Sucker Punch is a uh, dream sequence, and that Baby Doll is uh, Sweet Pea's um, fantasy that she's using to get through being in the, uh, in the institution. institution. Because huh. that was a very early read that I could actually see that, like, baby doll is like an alter ego of sweepy mm. and i will say also that's one of the only good abby corn one of the only good roles that abby cornish has pulled off like three billboards abby cornish is the worst thing about that movie <laughs> man and she's from australia and she can't sound like an authentic australian right right yeah 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 i i don't know it's it's one of those things where i mean i feel I mean, I, I definitely... like her in Limitless too. Don't get me wrong. Limitless is an underrated movie. I agree. I yeah. really like Limitless. Yeah. I think the uh, whole thing with the—I mean, obviously, like the—it's not even double dipping; it's quadruple uh, dipping at this point with most titles and stuff. Um, but I feel like you know, it's kind of like saying when you say supplemental materials, it used to be like you know. I mean, obviously, like, what you call it, red letter media and stuff like that, or, yeah. um, or well, red shirt pictures, it, I meant. What kills Sorry. me now is, like, I have an EPK.com account. For, for those of you who don't know what that is, basically, if you remember press, you get access to call It's electronicpresskit.com. Mm-hmm. Everything that's on there is basically featurettes, all this behind-the-scenes stuff. All, and what's funny is, like, maybe 10% of that ends up on the fucking Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. The rest of it kind of gets junked. But it's all stuff that used to be Blu-ray extras. Right. Yeah. You well, know, I, and that's kind of like a bummer that, like, half the time you'll never see that. I like it when they give me more content. Yeah. Um, you know, like, one of, a movie that I've got so many problems with, but I just love the content, is uh, Prometheus. Like, it's got, like, eight hours of special features yeah. on Prometheus, you know? Well, that was such a monster release. Dude. Right, yeah, right. They really put a lot of love and care well, in no, that and one. I agree. Donnie Darko, like, I remember getting that DVD. I'm like, holy shit, there's, like, an hour of deleted scenes. Right. And then you get the director's cut, and it's like, why did you change the good music? Oh, God, that's the main... I, the <laughs> songs he's, it? like... 
Dude, sometimes there's things as happy accidents, as Bob Ross would say. Right. Donnie Darko is <laughs> yeah. a total example of a happy accident. I'm 100%. Dude, I keep on watching the box hoping that uh, one day it'll be good. It, it's never good. No. It's never, ever good. All right. Yeah. So let's let's start jumping into reviews because we're like on a limited time frame today. Okay, yeah, yeah. We got Hereditary, the best movie. Hereditary. Awesome. But I, I just want to say, too, I, I, the most important thing I just want to say about Hereditary is besides that probably the most unsettling film, which I will agree when you guys kind of start talking about it. The other part for me was I, I haven't had a film stay with me. For so long, mm-hmm. I'm literally still thinking about it every single day. That's what's really good and about we'll, it. Like yeah. I thought about it for a good few days. I thought yeah. it was a very solid movie. And and when you brought that, up, and that's why I like Annihilation too. Both mm-hmm. of them like will make you think. Totally, totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, and when you brought up scary versus unsettling, I guess like because scary is subjective. Sure. For me, unsettling is scary. Oh no! You it know is. what? And here's one thing. I'll throw this out. Not like because I don't want to really get into it too much. Mm-hmm. Maybe like when we do best of, but like. It's weird to me how, like, when I watched Annihilation, I didn't really, like, think to correlate it with Solaris. Oh, yeah. But, dude, they're, like, like so on that kind of, like, same level. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. And, I, and, and the whole thing, again, is Exodus is my favorite film of all time. It always, is, it always will be. It's mm-hmm. never going to change. It's been 22 years now since I first saw it. Um, and I and I've mentioned this probably once. I saw the Exodus in its original. I saw the original print from Warner Brothers. Not any. I mean, this is they don't let this out anymore out of the vault. Period. Unless you have a private copy, you don't get to see this uh, on Halloween um, in an old Victorian theater. Awesome. And and it was unfucking believable. So I'll never always have the most pure experience of it. It's just that the Exorcist 3 I've come around to more and more is that, wow, this is an absolutely incredible film. And it's like, I really do see Blatty's wishes and the studios and how well they mesh because that's the whole thing. Two and four, both versions of four. I mean, there's nothing, has nothing, they're, they're completely separate. It's like you can see where the odds line up and the evens are just completely like abortions so i i just i just want to leave it at that so hereditary though just it's perfect start to finish it's a great movie yeah so um and for me i guess i and i just want to interject this um but with you know as far as hereditary goes and i think the the things that kind of connect it to exorcist for me sure isn't so much in terms of plot Mm -hmm. but it's this um feeling of like old evil you know yeah yeah like like kind of old old catholic evil in this way right you know it's like or or maybe even to the point where it's like you know kind of like just old pagan gods almost kind of like an eldritch thing well to me that whole thing that's like why i brought up the whole wicker man thing Mm -hmm. to me that's totally where ariaster got that whole thing especially the ending it's like straight out of the wicker oh it's a it's a mix of the wicker man rosemary and and don't look now you know one of my 100 mix one of my favorite parts of the exorcist and it's like and you wouldn't think this would be like of, of a film that's filled with so many unsettling things one of the things that's like most unsettling for me in that film is is the pazoo yeah Yeah, it's it's the pazuzu statue and the dogs attacking each other it's the most unsettling you know because it's just this feeling of this is just this evil that's in the air you know um and 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 it it just gets to me every time yeah it's like it's funny to me too because i remember like when we did exorcist i did a print where it's uh Father Marin looking at the statue of Pazuzu in the Middle East with just the sun bearing down like like you wouldn't get that poster at all if you hadn't seen the movie but to this day that's still one of like whenever I have that poster at like horror cons like people like get that's 
oh, I want the Exorcist print. You yeah. Because all you ever see is Reagan, Reagan, Reagan. Right, Reagan. right. The prologue is the most unsettling and powerful part of the Exorcist, period. Yeah. And not, not the rest. But yeah, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, other than Hereditary, I haven't seen a huge amount else. I always just going to jump in quick. I did want a quick uh, shout out to our friends at Severin, though. I did finally watch Shocking Dark. Which apparently is getting a Flash special edition tonight at midnight. Yeah, well, they did the... Well, no, I think Combat Shock is... Oh, Combat Shock. Combat Shock is game one. Yeah, sorry. That's Uh, super strange, but cool. uh, Severin's having their their sale, uh, one of their sales here this this weekend, uh, starting tonight. But uh, yeah, they're doing... They've done a couple of low-release ones. uh, Combat Shock. They did Jack the Ripper, Mm -hmm. uh, the 70s version, uh, or 60s version on... um, uh, Christmas or, or Black Friday, so yeah. But um, shocking to shocking dark is also known as Terminator oh Terminator two, two. Yeah, 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 and um and it's but it's aliens, it's yeah aliens with the Terminator, and that's it uh, in wow. Venice. Which it's funny because I actually after watching Hereditary went back and watched Don't Look Now, yeah, and it's funny to watch. Then the next movie I watched was Shocking Dark when they both take place in Venice, yeah. And it's so weird to watch those two. I, I love those genre mishmash movies. Like yeah. Video Vortex next week, we're doing Ninja Terminator. Yeah. But already got my tickets. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the dude who directed that, Godfrey Ho, did my favorite genre mishmash movie ever, Robo Vampire. Oh, that's classic. <laughs> Which is, uh, for those of you who haven't seen Robo Vampire, it's like an Indonesian. Well, no, that's. Well, basically, it's. Uh, it's RoboCop versus Hopping Vampires. Yeah. It's yeah. The, it, all right. Hopping Vampires. I don't know what a Hopping Vampire is. All right. Is. Hopping Vampires, which uh, it, watch Mr. Vampire. Basically, Chinese vampires are totally different than vampires anywhere else. Okay. They're basically zombies who like, you know, full on like um, like old school Chinese characters with like big hats. And they, they stick their arms out like zombies and they get at you by hopping. And the only way to defeat them is um, you have to get, like, a Shaolin priest to put a note on their head that, like, banishes their soul to the afterlife. Oh, that's so weird. And they look super cool. Like, look it up if you guys are listening. Just look up <laughs> Chinese Vampire. And it's, like, literally one of the coolest looking monsters that yeah. has no correlation to anything on the, like, Western world yeah. of evil. And Jiangxi. it looks super cool. Like, that's one of the things I want, like, a toy of is a fucking like chinese like mr vampire if you ever uh also played the classic uh capcom series dark stalkers mm. that's uh sign co oh yeah is, totally uh, but her, yeah i was just yeah. that's so yeah. funny because yeah. i'm looking at pictures and i was like oh dark stalkers yeah i get yeah. it now Which is yeah. one of my favorite fran- that is awesome. franchises i had no so. idea yeah, yeah i was gonna say that's actually where i discovered it and then all the shots. but just think brothers. how funny a movie where robocop fights those things <laughs> yeah <is>. sounds pretty <laughs> good True, true. No doubt about um, it. And then the last one I just wanted to quick mention was, because uh, I went through a bunch of Memorial Day sales I've been getting, Vinegar Syndrome, Shout Factory, Severin, was, if I ever saw on VHS, or when it originally came out, I, honest to God, barely remember it, but it was on clearance, so I bought the collector's edition of RoboCop 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fred Decker. Fred Decker. Yeah, Frank monsters. Miller. And fucking, I mean, like, there's so many people involved in this movie. RoboCop three is such a bad movie, but when I was a kid, I loved it. it it's it's one of those ones where I just watch it and I go, it "Is the weirdest film to watch?" Especially how dark. No, I mean people always talk about RoboCop. But Rip I Torn think, is the president of OCP for yes. some reason. <laughs> um, oh, and uh, yeah, so you got Rip Torn. We're not hosting an intergalactic kegger here. 
And Which it's is really weird too. And after it's watching. totally an eighties movie too, where like yeah. the Japanese are like the kings of business. Like, oh, we're taking over <laughs> OCP. Yeah, it does have a little and bit Mako of Mako um, is like uh, Mako. Yeah, it has yeah. a little bit of a uh, Black Rain kind of uh, the vibes of that. But it's just it's so weird who's all involved. With it. Like Rip Torn, I also just watched him. Like I said, Frey got fingered. Mm-hmm. It's one of the two before he went in dodgeball, where yeah. he's like just full on decrepit. <laughs> but yeah. um. I really, uh, what a weird, weird movie. If I remembered it, it was so forgettable as a kid yeah. for me. Because I probably watched it in like the mid-90s when I was in high school. So I don't even remember I'll it, tell but... you this. This is literally one of those movies. Like, Well, for those of you who don't know, Frank Miller wrote RoboCop 2, right? Mm-hmm. He wrote a script for RoboCop 2. And then when Orion got it, they were going out of business. You can actually go on YouTube and there's yeah. a guy who did a really good, like, breakdown of why orion went out of business but basically it's because of junk bonds and that's what was financing the studio a lot like canon pictures um so the deal with it is he wrote this screenplay and they didn't have enough money to make it so they had peter weller in a contract for one movie so they basically took half of the story for miller's robocop 2 and made robocop 2 and then all the other elements they used to make RoboCop 3, right. which yeah. is about the Japanese taking over OCP. Basically, the the main the original was like the Japanese are taking OCP and they're making their own version of RoboCop, which is supposed to be Otomo, which makes a million times more sense, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Right? Because Otomo, for those of you who don't know, is like is the Japanese cyborg in RoboCop 3. It's named after Katsuhiro Otomo, the guy who did uh, Astro Boy, who's mm-hmm. Japan's most famous robot. Yeah. You know, if you've ever seen Big Guy and Rusty the Boy Robot, yeah. Rusty the Boy Robot is supposed to be Astro Boy, essentially. Yes. Yeah. I love that comic so much. Oh, yeah. So good. But yeah, I didn't mean to take your thunder, Oh, no, no. But it's, it's okay. just no, it's a, a very point. weird story it, about the death of Orion and the Robocop Yeah, movies. and I would say um, that that is one where the supplemental features are actually justified the cost. Yeah. It was very cheap, but... And because I always got to segue real quick with my one minute things is I finally did see Isle of Dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I never got to see it when it was in the theater. So I did good. see it at the Dollar Theater. I really enjoyed it. Again, the only time I like Wes Anderson <laughs> is the stop motion, right. like Fantastic Mr. Fox. And this one, um, not my all time favorite. I love the visuals. I thought it was absolutely mm-hmm. gorgeous. I thought the story was great. Some elements I didn't like. And it's funny. I actually compare some of the. The things between RoboCop three and Isle of Dogs, <laughs> yeah. and and it's oh the robot dogs. Well, not just the robot dogs, but it's just the interesting things of. Um, I, I'll make a quick commentary, but I found that is funny. I read up on the controversies of the Isle of Dogs was is that it's the uh, uh, without any kind of spoilers here the white savior uh, mm-hmm. complex with the foreign exchange unit, which I was like, it's one of the first times I ever seen a movie go. That's totally true. This is like some serious bullshit here. Like I'm going, this is one of the most shoehorn things I've ever seen. And where I'm saying that is because RoboCop 3 is super um, like progressive. It's super like, I mean, I, if it was released today, I'd honestly probably call it like a social justice warrior movie. Oh, so you and mean it, it would be like downvoted a million times by people? Well, and no, stuff I just, I just mean and... it's, it's super interesting that a lot of times I watch films it's, in retrospect. Basically, it's a very timely movie because it's about a corporation and the government forcing 
normal people down because of their social status. Well, no, it's well, it's. I mean, one, it's about a it gen- even has internment camps. Mm. Well, no, I meant that. Well, first and foremost, Topical. no, I'm not even going anywhere near that <laughs> because that's not even what I drew. But the biggest part for me was the whole. No, but a very timely topic of, of basically gentrification yeah. right. with it was what I thought was really interesting. And no, I don't agree with the whole – I mean, I, 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 I agree with the whole – that there is an issue with the whole, like, downvoting and all these kinds of things. But I also think there's a lot of issues with that. that that's a, a fucking ping-pong match for eternity. And mm-hmm. it's one that I elect not to play in because I think it's bullshit. I, I think both sides are, are completely fucking wrong on it. So it's just one of those ones where I just, it's one of those things in, for me, it's like, I just get tired of the whole, I get tired of the argument is yeah. what it is. Well, let's be honest. If the original Star Wars A New Hope was released now, they would call it an SJW movie. Oh, I don't even think of that. I just think it would be one of those films where if it was released now, people would be just like, uh, I don't even think of it all like that. And I honestly mean that. I, I don't think at all at all like that. I think when I say that term and I say it completely 100 mm-hmm. percent is what I mean is, is that it's the check marks of like we've got everything that's inclusive and diverse. Mm-hmm. I'm not even saying it's not even from a personal comment. It's one of those things like if you were to sit there with like a checkbox. Yeah, it's interesting now how studios and um, directors and producers and stuff. Everybody makes a lot of people are making movies going. We have. We have to meet these these standards uh, or whatever these expectations. I just find it super fascinating that RoboCop three, a huge financial disaster. <laughs> needless to say, it didn't save anybody's uh, career. Yeah, right. Um. It, it's just a fascinating film, and I think that's one of the things the yeah. supplemental features. Who's the guy who plays RoboCop in that? It's um, um, it's uh, Robert John Burke. Okay. Yes, that's he's it. the main guy who in in a in a Stephen King's thinner. Yes. Oh, okay. He is. Yeah. And it he, definitely didn't save his too. career. No, it didn't. Um, <laughs> and uh, no one else. I think a lot of people probably know him better from being on the Gilmore Girls. Gotcha. Yeah, that gotcha. could be. Thank, thanks, thanks so, for Victor um, with the CW references. But so uh, speaking of RoboCop, um, we we all saw Upgrade. Upgrade. Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah, we were a half hour in, guys. Now, so now we're gonna do our quick hit reviews. Yeah, we've seen a lot of movies. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, it's been a few weeks, so yeah, we're yeah. really catching yeah. up. But no, I, 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 I definitely think we we should talk about upgrade a little bit, um, because now, so at the end of last episode, kind of like as a as a stinger, you're like, oh, by the yes. way, I saw upgrade. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're like, oh, dang it, really? So, um, so yeah, I caught up with upgrade after that, and you did as well, right, Victor? Yeah. Um, yeah, I love, I love Upgrade. It's definitely, yeah, definitely. for me, it's, um, uh, it's in my top three. It might be my second behind Annihilation, um, and maybe Revenge. Like, for me, it's like Annihilation is a solid number one. Yeah. Revenge and Upgrade are two and three in some order. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, those. I still haven't seen Revenge. I'll yeah. still have to catch yeah, up. Yeah, I'm with really, that. really want to check that one out. Yeah, That's yeah. one of my top ones. Um, I mean, I no, hope I'm not building it up too no, much for you guys, but I love that movie. It's in the top five. I, I mean, I I've seen the trailer. I like the trailer for it. I I feel the subject matter is going to keep it from getting there for me. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how they pull it off. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I it's it's such a stylish movie, and it's like such like a a grindhouse kind of a movie. Yeah. I, I think you would you'd really I just, like. I it. really respect your opinion, and I know that that uh, the subject matter is one of the ones you really avoid. 
So yeah. for you to have such a, a high praise for it to me means like well again to this me it's really because it's it's a female out. writer and director and that's different enough to make me pay attention to it you know just because I I haven't seen that and yeah. I think it's just very well done but um regardless I mean talking about upgrade like I just so upgrade i kind of expected to be just this fun action movie i guess what i didn't expect from upgrade is being a very weird subversive movie well not just subversive but like also you know like i mean the ending which we won't talk about because i don't want to spoil it but it's a very great ending and very very bold um you know also i'm a sucker for just near future science fiction i am a complete sucker for it like genuinely like for the most part i don't know mute with notwithstanding because i hated mute but like most oh, times God. yeah i did hate mute, didn't I? <laughs> I, I think you should pen at the end of your thing <laughs> like for your end of the year it's just like forgettable netflix films or netflix <laughs> what's films weird is mute me. came out this year and it feels like it came out like years yeah, ago. yeah that's how netflix is though because they drop everything at once and it's like in the zeitgeist and then it's gone yeah um true. you know but but so I just what I loved is that it's like the world building that they did an upgrade, um, I think, was just really, really tremendous. Yeah. Um, and it just, it, you know, all these little details, these little near future sci fi details um, that I just think were really, really interesting. Um, I, I it was a really cool movie. What did you guys think of it? I, I was just going to say funny enough was in our whole uh, uh, press tagline thing. I was all, I really walked in going. I'm assuming this is going to come out with like John Wick meets Robocop. <laughs> That's exactly the yeah, tagline I've been it, telling people. It's futuristic revenge. <laughs> and um, it wasn't at all like it has an ex- you, you can watch the trailer and it is the basic. I, I will say that to me, this yeah. movie is very is Robocop meets Memento. Interesting. That, yeah, there's a little yeah. bit of that. I agree with that. Yeah. But, yeah. And I'm like, without spoiling the ending, it. Yeah, I, I will say it's probably one of the best endings I've don't seen. Don't yeah, in a long when I time, compare but, it to yeah. Memento, don't say like literally. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, say yeah. like in in the same in spirit, like, spirit. Well, yeah. no, he's it's definitely you. I mean, anyone who's seen the trailer even heard a bit about the film. Uh, you know, a man, his wife is killed. He's he's more he's a quadriplegic. He gets this near this technology. Um, you know. To, yeah. to be able to there, take revenge this yeah, AI there's, system. There's this YouTube but that's it. channel mm, yeah. I saw where it says how like, you know, like so and so and so and so are the same movie and like my favorite one is how like Mortal Kombat and like Enter the Dragon are mm-hmm. the same movie sure. and it just like breaks it down like like, oh, here's the main character and it's non white male, non you know, sidekick and it, it equates Sonya Blade and Jim Brown. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's totally a hundred percent middle aged villain. But it's like you could all you could do the same thing to a certain degree with Memento and Upgrade where it's like a man he's been disabled, mm-hmm. you know, he has a tool for getting revenge, but is that tool really on his side or whatnot? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. And there's and that it just works by I mean visually I mean the number one thing, like again without any kind of spoilers, is the 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 fucking gore was just unbelievable. It's was Robocop it you, gore. Yeah. Was it you that compared it to uh, the, uh, um, like uh, a uh, David Cronenberg film? Yeah, there's a part of it too that reminded me of Cronenberg because there yeah. is an element of body horror right. in it that is mm. so strong. But it's not. It's it's like because I think Lee Wanell wanted a um, not a mainstream film, but I mm. think one that would be accepted. Yeah. I think he went kind of like 
this is kick ass and not enough of like yeah oh, that kind would, of like disgusts me. I mean, I watch a lot of body. I, I would say calling this movie body horror is a big scratch. no. I said it. I, well, yeah. no, no, I said I think it has an influence of it, and I think it's actually it's the same thing I've always said. Um, that there's little things. It's actually it's it's his quadruple. Maybe in state. an existence kind no, of no, way. No, you know no, what? No. You know what I compare it to is a history of violence because a history of violence. When the violence hits, it's like that. Oh it's yeah, like no, an no, okay, right? Yeah, no, and that's not, what I was. And thinking. I didn't mean in his his AI state of it. Yeah, I mean in his quadriplegic state. Yeah, is because when people see things like I've always said, we've talked about um, Rob Zombie's H two numerous times. But the one thing that I will always That's give, a really apt pick up the history of violence. I didn't even No, think it of is. That. Yeah. No, it is. There's yeah. also that it's very raw and and brutal. Mm-hmm. But I love the um what I mean about that is that H2, I remember when I once saw that picture picture because people had, didn't know anything What really, movie are you talking? <laughs> Halloween about? 2. Oh, oh, Halloween complete 2 piece man, of I, shit. Don't you yeah. remember the horse but, and Sherry Moon and zombie? zombie? Oh, gotcha. Knights and White Satin. <laughs> oh, but God. but what you don't but people don't think about but I swear to God the whole audience just cringed in in pain and disgust was the opening where they're doing the surgery like right. and help and people were just like oh, like almost throwing up and yeah. that's there were a couple times when i saw upgrade in the press screening or whatever in the sneak peek was there were people going oh, like you could tell people yeah, were visibly yeah, sick absolutely and and again like and and in terms of like when he ends up you know going after mm-hmm. by the way it's a revenge movie so he takes out some bad guys you know like um and just the the level of violence that it approaches is so so good yeah um so but it was yeah. just it's simultaneously what the, what i will say again without going because you know hear you guys rest things was i had a lot of fun during the movie mm-hmm. And then the ending just hit me. I was like, I, I, this is what I'll say is I thought they were going to pussy out and right. they went full tilt and I loved it. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to give that one a shout out. I think it's, it's one that very well might make my top 10 at the end of the year. Um, you know, I mean, I think I, 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 well, let's say I might make my top five. It'll almost definitely make my top ten, honestly, unless yeah. the rest of the year just knocks no, me off. No, I, I really love this movie. Like I said, I like how it's a genre mishmash. I mm-hmm. think uh, one of the things that's really interesting because we're gonna jump to the next thing in a minute. Um, the main actor in this movie, uh, God, what was it? Logan Logan Marshall name. Green. Yeah. Logan Marshall Green is the same lead as was in Invitation, was the Karen Kasama movie. movie. Totally. And I think this is a really big breakout role for him because for once I've actually seen people say, who was that guy who right. looks like Tom Hardy? Right. Not like, isn't Tom Hardy in the Invitation? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and just like, <laughs> just one little throwaway, but the, the part with like the, the person's like, don't put me in a binary box. <laughs> like, oh, God, I love that scene. So good. It's, you know, this is one of those things I love. It's why I like Big Trouble in Little China and um, Buckaroo Banzai so much. Is like You get the feeling that this movie is happening in a world where the side characters are having their own movies. Right, right. And I don't believe that at any point, like, it's bringing things up like that. Like, you know, it's like, you're the one putting me in a binary box. It's like, I don't think the film's making a political statement by no. that. It's that this it's character given, is this making character a political who's statement. There's this character who's clearly somebody who can hack the world's right, best, right. you know, cyber stuff, you know, is doing it and then does it in a few minutes and like, wait, aren't you going to wait? Nope. 
and right. leaves like they've got something better to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, definitely upgrade is is great. Um, so yeah, so what's so did um just in terms of things that we all saw now? Have you seen Incredibles two, Kirby? No, I do okay. plan to go see it this weekend. I mean, you guys are more than welcome to talk about it's it. I can talk about it without spoiler spoiling movie. it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, I, I don't consider the original Incredibles was yeah. like if mm-hmm. I had somebody had done a review fifteen years ago, I probably wouldn't have been like, yeah. oh my god, is it really? Spoiler alert syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Here's what what I'll say about um, Incredibles 2. It's crazy how much better the animation. I know. Like, I I Mm rewatched Incredibles the other day, and I'm like, man, this looks like watching, like, one of those, like, 90s, like, new age CGI I mean, it's commercials. Like, <laughs> the mind's eye. Yeah. yeah like, I, I mean, it's, you know, it's not that terrible, the but wave. yeah. Like, so, <laughs> because, uh, so I actually, I picked up um, Incredibles, the original one on 4K. Yeah. And then I um, went to the double feature at IMAX. And so, like, and I was like, yeah, especially going to the double feature in IMAX and watching one and then watching the other one, it's crazy how much it's Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's, yeah. that's to Pixar's credit, but oh, it's sure. just like, Dude, this looks like a student like kind of Well, dude, have you gone back and watched the first Toy Story? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like big time. Well, yeah, well it's kind of like saying even the the competing like DreamWorks like the Shrek and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like watching You know Shrek actually still looks pretty no, good. Shrek, I rewatched that a month ago. Shrek and Shrek 2 for how old they are still look good, but you can see some of the limitations yeah. still. Like I I genuinely think technology is one of those things where obviously like people look back on a lot of stuff and like, "Oh man, I hated it." Like I, somebody we were talking about re- um, recently, and I said the only film I can say like, wow, it looks as good as when I first saw it. I mean, a hundred percent is Terminator Two. I mean, Terminator. Yeah, does they too. just. I would say Blade Runner. I'd yeah. say a lot of films have a lot of qualities to them mm-hmm. that make them very timeless. Yeah, yeah. Get into I saw the restoration of T Two last year, and man, it looks like it was made yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, no one's gonna say about Avatar now, are they? No. Um, so it's, oh. it's um, yeah, it's one of those ones. And, True di- and then obviously we don't have to revisit Spawncast to, to <laughs> talk about the ultimate perils. Right. Of, oh God. Yeah, your yeah. downfall, yeah. which I guess it just got its reboot approved. Oh, so I can't man. wait till we, it'll be good this time. T- I don't it's go a Bloomhouse movie. It's like it could be good. Could you be never good. know. Bloomhouse got you know has they a lot of money up, right they now. They did upgrade. You so know, they did yeah. Up, so they got absolutely. You know, that's one of the things. And not to jump back into upgrade, I love the trailer for this movie. Is actually did like from the people who brought you Happy Death Day, Get Out, right? Because they knew it was that good, even though it's like this looks weird. Yeah, Why are yeah. they actually put, throwing that? If you like those movies, you'll like this one for real. Totally, man. You know? Totally. Um, so yeah, so Incredibles. That's 2... why it's B H tilt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, as far as Incredibles two, I I, I quite liked Incredibles two. I kind of expected more from it. I feel like it's an unnecessary sequel in the best way. Yeah. Like it doesn't. I can see what you mean. It doesn't hurt the original at all. And mm-hmm. if you want to see another movie set in that universe, right, you're getting that. But it literally does nothing to tarnish the memory of the first one. Correct. While adding absolutely nothing new. Yeah. It's, and literally, it mm-hmm. adds absolutely nothing new. Like, the beginning is Tony, the kid from the first right. movie that Violet has a crush on. And literally, he gets his mind wiped and they have to get together again. It's mm-hmm. almost a rehash of the first one while being a, 
in having an interesting subplot. I mean, it's it's more character it's development. Like Mr. Well, it's like it's also plot flip. It's Mister Mom instead. Sure, yeah, it is. You're you're absolutely yeah. right. Um, and and it's I just think it's it's a simple story. Um, mm-hmm. and and I don't know why I I kind of expected for some reason, and I think this is a Pixar thing. Yeah. Um, because if you really think about it, so many Pixar films lately. I mean, most of them are other than like let's say Cars, yeah. right? Like Pixar films are always about something, like in yeah. all capital letters, right? Like they're sure they're fun kids movies, but when you look at Wally, you look at Up, you look at Finding Nemo, these are all movies that like kind of have a yeah. very strong subtext to them, yeah. And they they work on this kind of deeper level that's more than just this adventure and that's movie. That's kind of why I really wish Pixar wouldn't do sequels to their movies. Mm-hmm. Like I feel most of them are timeless enough that like it's like. You wouldn't do Snow White and the Eight Dwarfs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Hey, Disney might be doing that. You never no, know. No, but now, they did cause... during the Michael Eisner era where you got like yeah, fucking sure. Lilo and Stitch 2 right. on oh video. My God. Well, yeah. well, that Lion was all two and a half. Yeah. Well, but that was also during the age too where the direct to video. Right. I remember I worked in a, a video store. I remember in 97 and our top tape, because family was always besides yeah, right. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Was Casper a spirited beginning? Jesus. I'm not joking. We had to go. To, I had to go to Costco and take like a check and buy like 20 more copies of it because we kept selling out. Wow! Like it was I need so my damn Casper. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like I, I I don't know my view on Pixar. I'm not like an authority or an expert. Up will always be my favorite film. So I, I like when you say the the big something. But it's like weird because some of the films I'll go back and watch again and I don't enjoy them as much. Yeah. Up has always resonated. The one for the last years has definitely been Big Hero 6. I oh, love yeah. Love so good. I love it. Even that's, not, that's not Pixar. It's just um, that's Disney, Disney Studios. Animation. No, but you but know yeah, what yeah. I mean? I like, do know in what you the mean. Same, yeah. Well, and that's, the, it's well, that's like, been tied up in the last few years how Walt Disney Animation has been making better, has been making better movies true. than Pixar. And, and definitely and anyone, bigger movies. I, and this is not a bold seat. Anyone who doesn't think that is stupid. Because I think Wreck-It Ralph... Big Hero Six, Agreed. Coco, Frozen, are all, yeah, are all are all better and more yeah. successful movies than like the Good Dinosaur totally. and uh, which Cars, was, which was very Brave. nice. Expected yeah. the Good Brave, Dinosaur yeah. was, but I mean, I just mean that I feel like the whole pick. I mean, it's like arguing what's a Bloomhouse film and what isn't. It's funny yeah. with that tagline with the whole upgrade thing because I feel like you, the Conjuring, Insidious. Uh, you know, they're like, oh, that's not uh, a sudden. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's all the same genre to right. me. I get the, the, the semantics and specifics, but for me, it's like, yeah, overall, it's like you look back on them and it's very hard to find originals anymore. They're almost all sequels. The fact that there hasn't been, um, some of those ones down the line, like the ones where, I mean, you know, from the, the offset, you could say, oh, there could be an up to are continuing adventures or something. Mm-hmm. But it's like, OK, please have some respect and just let it. Yeah, be. Like, definitely. Um, but, you know, and, and I guess in, in a way, well, I don't mind this. And especially uh, looking at, let's say, Tomorrowland, Brad Bird's last film, um, yeah. which is very much a movie that is in all capital letters about something and suffers greatly for it. Which, yeah. By the way, I don't mean to interject this, but I just recently learned I had no idea that uh, A Wrinkle in Time was such a huge box office bomb. Oh, was I mean, it? It was yeah. a massive loss for them. Like, because I was thinking of Tomorrowland. Which is too bad because it's a really good movie. A Wrinkle in Time is. But you know what's funny is, like, I was thinking about this because I was talking to my friend Richard after we watched Incredibles 2. And mm-hmm. we were saying, 
You know what's funny is I actually think Tomorrowland would have been like a perfect Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like if it was animated, it would have been a totally different story. Yeah, I guess I, the, the things I, the issues I have with Tomorrowland have nothing to do with the fact that it's live action. Like I think it's just I think it's got this really interesting idea that it has a hard time really articulating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but but again, in, but I in feel that like way, the retro nostalgia thing would have played way better in yeah, animation. Yeah. Um, but in that way, I just, I, I will say this, like, I really, I like the fact that Incredibles is not trying to have this big message. Yeah. It's trying to be a straightforward, fun adventure film. And I mm-hmm. think it succeeds. Um, yeah, I definitely found myself, I found myself going like in the movie, like, wait a minute, there's going to be some other kind of twist, right? Like, this isn't what it seems. Cause it's like, there's certain things where it's like, maybe people are bad guys, maybe they aren't. And it's like, you're kind of like, well, of course, no, I kind of see from a mi- I, I come yeah. I see from a mile away that this is the bad guy. Like this has to be some kind of a of a red herring, right? And it's not, yeah. you know. And and it's like so. In terms of that, it's like it is what you think yeah. it's going to be. Sometimes, uh, sometimes mm-hmm. it's a cigar is just a cigar. That's yeah, kind of agree with Incredibles too. Right? There's nothing bad about it. There's nothing extraordinary about it it's just good it's a very good movie um the uh the it's it's fun it's it'll be rewatchable and hands down this the jack jack and raccoon scene is like one of the funniest scenes i've seen in such a long time you know i don't think that's a terrible bar i mean there's Mm -hmm. so many 80s movies that you like like oh it's a good movie there's nothing wrong with right. this being a good movie. Well, and I think that maybe especially right now when it's like things are so loaded with meaning and then people start fighting over what the meaning is, like there's something to be said for something that is just straightforward. Well, yeah. And that's kind of what I meant earlier is, is that I think it's just the time I'm so tired of division and anger and mm-hmm. people yeah. who are like who cannot separate art from the entertainer ideas from individuals yeah. well it's, i've seen a few people post that like you know this is going to be like the most successful movie this year it's gearing up to be mm. well i know i had and, a banner uh i mean what and i've seen people reasons. like oh it's too bad that this movie doesn't say more for how successful it's gonna be like there's nothing wrong with that well yeah. maybe does that's titanic it, fucking say anything Did, sure it does it says a lot about classes <laughs> and it says a lot about classism and, well, and I mean, you know yeah. rich but people i'm just and, saying it's not like but it's not a mind blowing. Sure, sure. And, and at the same time, it's like that. I mean, even arguing that, it's kind of like. But that's historically accurate yeah. too. It's like that's you know, it, it's like that. I mean, better that than historical revisionism, which is rampant now, mm-hmm. where it's like people are trying because that's that's the great part about that's one thing that I, I do love about cinema is you can make a movie like a Hidden Figures and talk about things where the like where things were not given their due, people were not given their due. And then people are rampantly trying to basically like, well, we'll just rewrite history because, you know, to suit our suit our thing. And that that is the one where I will get like more in the ring kind of quote unquote, because I'm like that that it's an issue with film and and with art and with everything is just that people are so interested in whatever their agenda is, their message that that is like what I would say, like Victor's hanging on is, is that it's good to just have a movie. That's mm-hmm. just about being yeah, a film. That's yeah. totally like, it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm in from any standard or any side or any view. It's just that like I think people are going I think people people go literally like, I wanna see myself in the movie and it's like it doesn't have to be a literal representation of that. It can be anything. My my thing with films is is that it you know, it should be um being able to put yourself in there however you however you want. And not, or not at all. It's fine too. I, yeah. I, 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 but I think that that's a, 
one of the things with animation, computer animation, traditional animation, because for me, like the best animation or quote unquote, I mean, it's definitely like yeah. Kubo was one of my favorites. Coco, um, I I like, I prefer the box trolls, yeah. those kinds of films like, for uh, me. And, all that stuff. and I, yeah, like I think that that's to me the future of. Um, that's even why I like Dial of Dogs. Mm-hmm. I just like people, but the problem with kids today, it's it is great on the yeah. Tomorrowland thing. Is people are like, yeah, if it had been an anime movie, have been great. And if people, if if Isle of Dogs had been a uh computer animated movie it yeah. probably would have done a lot more oh, yeah, i would have made yeah. a lot more money that's oh well, yeah. a lot more well especially because they're, right. they're so damn yeah. cute yeah all right before we i you're, i hate to cut you off but i before we like wrap up i really want josh to i was just loose, gonna say let loose the wave i was gonna say jurassic park <laughs> i was actually gonna falling say, kingdom we should have done where is that segue into and, and now for unnecessary sequels. Yeah, uh... there you go. Oh my god. So yeah, we talked about an unnecessary sequel in a good way. Let's talk about an unnecessary franchise. <laughs> All right. So look, here's the deal. Okay. So like, so Claire, who's played by Bryce Dallas Howard in yeah. the first movie, do you guys remember like what she was like in the Lost? Was oh, she or, like or, the or, corporate busybody? She was the corporate busybody. Okay. Is like ice queen busy yeah. with corporations. So like this movie like is you know suddenly she's like a dinosaur rights it's activist. Characterization by plot, right? And it's like okay, 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 okay. I don't. It's like I, I get I get beklempt because I don't even know where to start with this movie. What I am gonna do, as they say, is start with something positive. Um, I thought the opening five minutes of this film were freaking awesome um the opening five minutes this film got me so pumped and i was like literally thinking like holy crap is this going to be the second best jurassic park movie like i'm so ready for this um i wasn't a huge fan of jay abrona's last two films i really love the orphanage but i didn't think the impossible was very good and i really thought a monster calls was insufferable oh, um, i mean know. it is but it's so it's directed so well it's visually good and i will say that this movie is visually very good it's one of the best movies i'll never watch again that's 100 percent what i'd say about (laughs) monster calls was one of the most powerful important films i've ever seen it absolutely shook me in my core and i'll never ever watch it again i I can't i can't even imagine somebody so preachy and over dramatic though i just can't handle it I, i guess yeah i mean Dude, I can't even imagine somebody who would own that movie on Blu-ray. Like, why would you right. buy that? You right. Would, I would never want to watch that movie. And so, yet. like, that sentiment yeah. is very much in this movie. But what is also in this movie, J.A. Barona's um, very good visual style. And the opening movie, the opening of this movie, what it reminds me a lot of is um, Kong Skull Island. You know, a mo- it's like the opening is dumb. It knows it's dumb. It's not trying to be anything other than dumb. And it's just fun. Um, but... Th- you know, unfortunately, after that first five minutes is over, it's just here's where I what I felt constantly throughout this movie is that I felt like I missed a movie. I felt like I there was an entire movie or like webisodes or something that like I didn't get. So it's like we come in and we have Claire, who is now she's part. Of, and I can't it's the dino like protection, protection group, group which is, is literally even, what they're called it's not even a good like acronym yeah it's not a good acronym so you they would have thought <laughs> they'd find something that fit like dino right? yeah That's yeah exactly yeah. so what had happened is that basically all the dinosaurs that were on that island are still on that island okay and there's a volcano that's active and is about to explode and destroy all the dinosaurs on the island by the way josh is actively spoiling the movie 
so that is just the like well, within think, literally the first ten I, minutes. I think so, that was in the yeah. trailer. Obviously. Yeah, that's yeah. like on the trailer. Okay, I, I'm so, just giving. I'm just yeah, giving. Yeah. Well, yeah, warning we'll to keep people it. But I, I haven't seen it, so we'll keep it spoiler. Yeah, cast okay, I'm sure okay. we haven't. So I mean, but, no, no, you're allowed to spoil it. Uh-uh, I'm just I'm giving people warning. Yeah, no, yeah, we're gonna. I want to see it. so don't spoil too much. Dang it, I want to talk about the craziest parts, and that's hard to do without not spoiling it. But look, I'm going to say this, just in terms of the basic plot, the, to get into the bafflingly insane things, so it's like all the dinos are on this island, they're all going to die, and so there's like this huge national debate going on about like, we have to save the dinosaurs, or Which, do we let the dinosaurs die? Does that even make sense? Because isn't Jurassic Park essentially like a fucking... like? Uh, uh, amusement park like you don't right. see congressional hearings about let's free the orcas at sea world yeah you know and i guess you could understand because uh, there dinosaurs. was a week of that after blackfish <laughs> right, and then it right. was done no but yeah. i'm just saying like uh, i mean it's like i don't know if it even touches on since movie but like if there's a congressional thing it's like if there's there's some like fucking loophole that let them clone dinosaurs in the first place well or? they don't they don't touch on any of it, that i stuff. just feel like when you're setting up something that seems to require a lot of setup, right right yeah. but so you have like these moments where it's like they're having this discussion um you know jeff goldblum's in the movie is he in that's Malcolm, like a justice League thing. should we save the dinosaurs? right 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 you know and, and, and it violates the prime directive what the craziest <laughs> thing about it though is it's like why is this woman why is claire all of a sudden like the head of this and she's so serious about it and so like they have this scene where it's like they make the decision we we can't save the dinosaurs we're gonna let them die and it's like all this whole room full of people like all crying while watching msnbc and like they're oh. they're they're literally crying like because the dinosaurs Gee, aren't funny, gonna they're get saved. crying watching msnbc yeah. right exactly and it's like the whole Was thing Rachel is like Maddow crying yeah, over the whole thing is like it's, it's like literally full of like all these like liberal jokes yeah and and it's like and in a way it's like look i'm you know whatever I'm liberal. I, I wasn't offended, but like, I was like, what are these? What is this? Is this literally this whole movie just a big liberal joke? Like, because look at the dumb Libbies want to like uh. save the dinosaurs. Um, but then beyond that, it's like, there's so many bafflingly insane things that happen in this movie. But the, the, the film itself, again, it's like, I feel like I missed a movie. Okay, Chris Pratt's in it again. He's being Star-Lord. Okay. I feel like Chris um, Pratt is having a really bad year in a way. Yeah. I mean, he's making a lot of money, but, like, I feel, you know, every few years mm-hmm. there's somebody we really like, and then it's like, you know, maybe you should not be in movies for a year. Right, right. And I kind of feel like this is Chris Pratt's year, where it's like, we really liked you a lot. Yeah. Take a year off. <laughs> so James Cromwell is in this movie playing hammond's partner who oh. helped who created dinosaurs and now, you did know I it miss would be, something it would probably be hammond in the movie if, well of course it would he be wasn't dead. but but but, but yeah. seriously did i miss something in any of these movies was this character talked about did you no, ever this, hear about this, this character is a okay. character by necessity so here's the thing the way that this character is introduced you know like in godfather part three where they introduce uh the George Hamilton's character. Sure. And he's the exact same character as Robert Duvall. Right, Robert Duvall, right, right. Yeah, yes, didn't yeah. want to be in it. Yeah. So the thing about it is, though, is that the way that this stuff is delivered. I just love that you guys remember these fucking movies. <laughs> like Tomorrowland, I'm like, God, I'm really trying to remember yeah. what the hell yeah. this movie was yeah. about. I, I, ha- I have a delete function uh, on my brain, and yeah. I am able to George forget. Clooney was full of wonder as a child, and he became a bitter old man, and only the love of his life, a baby child, a tween, can bring him back. It's true. That's, and also there's a robot girl. Yeah. I'm also laughing, too, at, at Victor's. I'm like sitting there going, 
I think I would have seen rather seen that Justice the robot League movie. Girl was his the love of his life. Exactly. No, yeah. I would have rather seen the Justice League going. He's gonna bring them back. We have to stop this. Uh, the Dino. It, it's like it, it would have been the fucking if if the just damn Dino bots I, had come out. Times, and it was a Transformers. You guys, it's like crossover. Just do the simplest movie and people will love it. I mean, there's a reason why people are really excited about Bumblebee because it's Bumblebee and he's a fucking. Uh, Volkswagen Beetle. Look, I hope that it's going to be simple, but if it's anything like like Fallen Kingdom, it's not going yeah. to be simple at all. They're going to convolute it with all of this stuff. And, and, and at first, I was like, the worst crime is that this movie is just the Lost World again um, because it's yeah, like, so, you know, so they like. go to Claire and they're like, hey, by the way, you know, we actually want to save some of the dinosaurs. Um, we're going to fund you to be able to go do that. And this is all done by Hammond's partner. And who I'm is not introduced... evil at all, you guys. Right. Well, and he's introduced in this way that's like you're supposed to know who this guy is and they don't give you any backstory and and it's like wait a minute i don't understand how am i does supposed to it know? show a photoshop picture of him and hammond together yes there you go there you go okay so that's your story yeah so that's your backup it's but, funny but, how i knew look, that's what it was look, gonna be <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like tell you too yeah. many spoilers but i have to just we have to talk about this one thing yeah so okay so running around the house this giant mansion is this little girl okay yeah. and this little girl's like in the mansion and you like see her in the background like oh that's some little girl like okay then it's like you go back to james james cromwell james cromwell's got this book and it's got this picture inside of it yeah and i will say josh mm-hmm. i looked at I read your review and then yeah. I looked it up. Apparently, this girl Maisie yeah. and her dad are characters in the novel that oh. aren't in the movie. Okay, which novel? The Jurassic the, Park or in some novel or something? <laughs> I, I mean, I know Jurassic Park was written for right. the screen, sure. But I heard somebody she's like a character from a fucking Michael Crichton novel. Okay, great. Yeah. So, so, but I think that's perfect explanation yeah. because that's never explained at yeah. all. So the bottom line is, okay, so this little girl's in this thing, and then it's like she there's basically uh, you know, James Cromwell's like holding this book that has a picture of her mom. But mm-hmm. he won't ever let her look at the picture That's, of her mom. Yeah, wow. Well, and I and can so tell what's and going it's on like, there. wait a minute, and 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 it's just so weird and obvious because like she's like, oh, can I see the picture? And he's like, no, you can't look at it. He's like, well, did I look like her? He's like, you're her spitting image. Oh, and it's boy. like all this stuff, right? And then so it's like, so then at one point in the film, you know, so they're wanting to rescue this girl who's supposed to be like Cromwell's like granddaughter, and then and then what the guy says, don't you know what she is? She's a clone of her mother. Really? And then it's like, and then they're like, oh, and then the story moves on. And then they show the picture and it's like of this woman who you've never seen before. And then her daughter. And it's like, but I, I, I'm like sitting here. Okay. This reminds me of the scene in in the Transformers movie uh-huh. where remember when they have the Transformer that can look exactly like a human girl? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. And then it's like – and then they don't talk about it at all and it's like, wait a minute. what? Wait. If Transformers can, can mock humans perfectly yeah. and be replicants, doesn't that change the entire story? And that's my point is it's like so you have – this little girl who's a perfect human clone and that's not a big deal in this story this is too like, comic book okay guy for yeah me. so Even like for me like the the like, no the, the mm-hmm. fact that they hit this point right in this story 
that you have to explain it like this is already like it's insane. It's making my head so hurt. I'm just gonna rapid fire some things. Yeah. You've got Toby Jones shows up in this movie wearing giant fake teeth and a weird accent. Okay, um, you've got literally a scene where they they're all riding away on a boat and there's a single brontosaurus standing on the dock calling after oh, them boy. as fire engulfs it. It starts to play a refrain of the original Jurassic Park movie as they cry liberal tears down their face because they can't uh. save this one single brontosaurus um you've got you know every single bad guy is going to get killed and every single good guy is not going to get killed um and you have like for example and this is the one and i brought this up in my review it drives me crazy this movie insults your intelligence at every turn they open up a thing a thing in the wall and it says lighting control system and he takes his finger and slowly runs it across the letters like lighting control system and i was like really who is this movie made for and where in what universe would that actually happen i know when my power goes out i have to go to the breakers and they're not labeled you have to fucking know what they are and so and so they're not labeled unless you use a label and it's not just the stupidity of saying lighting control system on it but the fact that's not even a natural that's not even a natural right. phrasing. It would just yeah. be lighting system. Right, Why didn't right, you right, get right, your right. official Fallen Kingdom label maker, <laughs> and then you'll be all set? Okay, and then so so, and but but here's the thing, and I'm telling you, and I mentioned this in my review. It's it's death by a thousand cuts in this film because any one thing on its own is not terrible. But what happens when you watch this movie is it's time after time after time after time. There's terrible acting, there's terrible writing, and there's like everything is telegraphed. Everything is telegraphed to a point that it is insane. So like, for example, if there's a part where there's a triceratops skull, okay, and above this triceratops skull is a is a skylight. And you have this dinosaur walking on the skylight, and then you pan down oh, to is the this camera, like, the, like God of War, where it like pans around. Right, and you have to figure so, out so, how no. to get through the puzzle. No, no, not at all. So what it is is it's got the camera angle yeah. of the spikes looking up at the skylight, and there's a dinosaur above it, and then it's like. Do you think maybe something's going to get impaled on those yeah. horns? And it's like, and, and it does that time and time again. There's those moments that you see in films where it's like, hey guys, we made it. Chomp, you yeah, know, and it's like that happens time and time and time again to the point where I'm like, I don't understand if this is supposed to be some kind of weird satire of action movies or what, but it falls so flat. There's an hour of the film in the middle that has no action whatsoever. It's weird. It's boring. It's telegraphed. It's bloodless. There's like no gore in the entire film at all. Um, there's a part where a d- guy gets his arm ripped off and it's like there's not a single drop of blood that is any standing there. With his arm ripped off and I there's just, no blood i just have so so many problems with the jurassic world franchise in general yeah. it's just like the fact that they have to make imaginary dinosaurs because somehow a tyrannosaurus rex yeah. isn't bad enough we have but to, here's here's the thing you know? it, what i liked about the first movie and there was there was a lot i did not like about the first movie but what i liked about the first movie was the fact that they were in some way making a comment on this. Like you had the character wearing the Jurassic Park shirt, right? Yeah. And he was talking about like, yeah, the first park was better. And it's like meta commentary and it's kind of funny. My favorite part is like when they're like Indominus Rex presented by Verizon, you know? And yeah. it's like, you know, having things like that, little meta commentaries was enough to keep me going in the first a Jurassic World. Um, this film, it feels completely needless and not in a way that uh, Incredibles 2 is. It feels like they rushed this movie out because the 
first movie made so much money. They had no ideas for how to make another movie. And so they just kept throwing ideas at the wall and throwing I think ideas. It's, yeah. I think it's just, it really is millennial money is where mm-hmm. it comes from. I mean, and that's not an insult. I'm just saying, because obviously everything is now, uh, mm-hmm. you know, how can we tap into the vein and the wallet of, of consumers? Yeah. But, you know, you know, Jurassic World Lang Che. I, you know, fine. I get it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're going to do it. They're going to do well, it. Well, did don't... this movie have like a, ja- a Chinese like financing logo at the beginning? No. Oh, no. I, I meant death by a thousand. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, I meant yeah. like, because yeah. sometimes I feel like they have to do that. It like... did definitely have a Chinese character. Well, I don't want to say Chinese. It was an Asian character. I don't know where yeah, her descent I feels was. like sometimes when they make these, I, again, folks, I've talked about this in the past, so we don't really need to like. Victor's being weird about Asian characters in movies. But a lot of times when movies are made and Asian characters are featured very prominently right. and it seems like everyone's acting a little bit slow, right. it's because they're not making that movie. That may be just realized. Do you think the lighting control system thing was for a Chinese audience? I kind of starting to wonder that. Yeah, Could that's be. actually a really good point. I didn't even actually think about that. Um, you know, because I was like... This film, it feels really bizarrely put together, yeah. and, 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 and it, I kept asking myself throughout, like, who is this movie for? Maybe it's for the Chinese audience. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, but they're maybe. just, I mean, well, I mean, that's just, I mean, the financing of movies. And that and it's leading draw. to lower quality movies. Like, on a certain level, I'm almost more of a fan of, like, what they did with, like, Iron Man, like, 3, where, like, they had a just whole separate scenes, totally for Asia, yeah. you know, rather than, like, you know, kind of. I don't want to say dumb it down. I'm, you know, sure. I'm being very conscious of of that, but I'm just saying. Well, I feel that movie, in that, in that movie instance, executives that want to dumb down movies right. for global audiences. That's why the Transformers movies are just characters smashing each other. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. well it's also just because I, I, this is you... actually one of the reasons I read why, like Optimus Prime, when he kills characters, it's so visceral because they want the audiences to understand that that robot is dead right because otherwise how would you know a robot is dead interesting i hate that i have to even say shit like but that. i think a big part of that too is it's just that and I i'm mean, not making excuses for it no no yeah. i mean i think that you can have subtitles for anything and the fact is is people there's some things that just you know th- there's too many things that's the whole thing is fantasy films and and action and all these things as long as they don't have yeah. any kind of political or social subplot because, you know, especially for, like, China, it's yeah. like the post, you know, Nixon, Deng Xiaoping era China, I mean, especially modern age. I've been, I can tell you, it's extremely capitalist, but it's still a communist country. Yeah. It's still an oppressive, um, you know, place. And the reason for that, but the thing is, is that as long as it can kind of sneak in with the whole, um, you know, it's like we can make a movie and it's, it's, it has a universal thing a universal kind of ideal yeah but that that doesn't have any kind of overarching or overreaching mm-hmm. you know messages then it works because i mean what how can transformers have that even if they try right. it's gonna it's gonna fail yeah. so for me yeah. my whole thing with the whole jurassic thing is i love jurassic park i saw it when i was a kid I, I love but it now is but jurassic park that movie, I don't yeah. mean to cut you no, off. No, but maybe you're gonna make the same it's not this thing no it's not right. but that's what i mean i go but I mean, I feel it's like it's an aspirational. I movie. feel like twenty years later, I feel like the um, 
whatever it's been. I mean, I, 20 years, some plus with like Lost 25. World. No, no, 25 with Jurassic Park. Lost World, I feel like, still has a real divide. The same mm-hmm. divide it had when it came out. Right. Jurassic Park 3 is just forgotten. I mean, yeah. no matter how many times they release it, including yeah. sets. Jurassic Park I mean, 3 is way better than this movie. I, I, would I will have say this, too. In an age where, like, something like Westworld is really deep and making mm-hmm. me, it, like, whoa, it makes you think and it's entertaining. There's no reason that Jurassic World is so fucking stupid. Right, right. But that's the thing about, that's what I'm trying to say is, is that I, I get where Josh is coming from about Jurassic World is that that's the way I felt too. It's like mm-hmm. I had fun. I feel like there was some commentary that was well-placed and stuff. Sure. Not quite Crichton-esque because Michael course. Crichton was, really was a genius. I mean, a true renaissance man mm-hmm. in so many ways. But it's just one of those things where I think that yeah, it's like it's it's not only the worst of like yeah, action F- figure marketing FYI, culture. Anyone who like enjoys Westworld or Jurassic Park or on any level should look up this 1981 movie he wrote for this. It's the first movie I think he wrote. It's called Looker, and it's so mm-hmm. forward looking. Yeah, no, it, it's a that's a really um uh, but well I no I think well because he wrote uh, Westworld. Oh know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, but it's one of the first. Yeah. yeah, this is when he yeah. was start. But it's one of his early right. ones. Yeah, Westworld. Yeah, yeah. Well, he I mean, didn't write Future World, but he he wrote correct. this. Correct. Yeah. And, and he wrote the, Andromeda he wrote Strain Andromeda and a million well, yeah. others. And but, you know, it's like whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, at this point in time, I I really would rather have Congo yeah. too. Yeah, but I do want to say I do just want to say on this. So there is one scene. Okay, that just drove me up the wall. So there's <laughs> just to where, say here yeah. real quick, Josh's angry text <laughs> went on for a while in our group chat here. Right. Okay. So so but okay, Chris Pratt. Okay, it, he runs into a room and and takes out a room of ten trained security guards, all with machine guns. He's oh, bare. Sh- he's barehanded. He's martial arts. Jason Bourne's his way through this entire room. Oh my god. He's an animal trainer. Okay, and I and and that's not another a good one. right, not and, a good one. Right, even. the the way that this film insults your intelligence, at least in a, a movie, a Dwayne Johnson movie, right? They give you some pretext. Is this of, on par with Rampage? Oh, it's oh no, Rampage is way better than oh, this. Oh my god, that's the box quote. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah, no, Rampage is way better than this. I actually enjoyed Rampage in yeah. some ways, but at least Rampage says, and they do this with every Dwayne Johnson movie, is they say, oh, he used to be a Green Beret, right, or like whatever. They just say. The some dumb Jean comment. Van, the okay. Jean-Claude Van Damme Yeah, plot. exactly. They don't even bother with that. With this, we're just supposed to believe that this animal trainer can come in and take out all these guys with no training whatsoever. You know, and, and it's like, and that's the thing. And, and it's like, as that happened, it crystallized for me that in some weird way, all these blockbusters are becoming the Uber movie. That's like, they're all kind of superhero movies now. Um, they're all blending together and everything's kind of like a little bit of a Marvel movie, right? Everything's like all this. And this is that, but just done in a very, very bad way. It's directionless. Um, it is truly one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And, and in, in a way that I, I almost feel gaslighted in this weird way because it's hard to articulate how bad it is until you've actually seen it. You have to sit down at some point and i recommend not spending money to see in the theater use a movie pass if you want to spend some time but it's like it's all this cumulative effect of dumb dumb decisions made by the script writers and the filmmakers and the actors that just make you just go what is happening right now how yeah. did this movie get made this is a you have experienced falling <laughs> yes so, so my question is is chris pratt like 
20 years going to be in Tostitos commercials? <laughs> I mean, is that his future now? Like, oh, God, he's the Michael Caine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, so, yeah. Anyway, oh, he's ripped torn. Anybody hasn't he's, seen he's this. He's ripped right. torn. He's going to run OCP in 20 There's, like, yeah. one of those headbutting dinosaurs that, like, happens to be happens to be in the jail cell next to him. And so he whistles, and the headbutt dinosaur butts through the wall and, of course, helps him break out. But, like, there's, like, two more times in the movie where he, like, has to get through something and then the headbutt dinosaur just appears and he's like oh butt this wall down for me like what are maybe you talking they needed about? that in the writers room yeah like this dude feels like, like seriously? a video game seriously like this is my uh, side quest like really headbutt Ra- dinosaur Raptor ex machina just headbutt dinosaur appears where you need it to appear well, all the, the time he probably maybe. called it like rush right right M- maybe they will <laughs> maybe this is gonna green light dino crisis finally uh, they at decide this point in time they decide to have their like evil dino auction like in a house like why would you do that why would you have it in a house like oh my i can't even yeah you can't it's really 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 bad i feel like this is the most horrifying thing josh has experienced in a while it's i mean i'm not gonna lie like i didn't i didn't even care i had zero expectations going into this movie i am insulted i had to restrain myself because you know they always want your opinion after the movie and like and and Everybody in front of me was like, oh, well, I think maybe the writing could have been better. Like, um, some of the action sequences were okay. But, you know, they were t- you can tell they were trying You're, to be. You have to say yeah. something. You feel right. like you have to say something Yeah, nice. because it's like you feel bad. But, like, I was like, I thought it was absolutely terrible. Like, yeah. I thought this film insulted your intelligence at every turn. I thought it was terrible. And I was just, like, up front with her. I'm like, no, this is a bad movie. This yeah. is a very, very bad movie. Um, and, and again, like, I still, I still had a fun time watching it because it's like you're kind of laughing hate at watch. it, but it was a hate watch. And, and again, like, uh, I don't know how this movie's at fifty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like in some way, there's no justice in the world because there are movies that are way better than Maybe this that are like at a thirty percent. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It it actually hasn't even technically come out yet, so I guess that's a very good point. Yeah. Um, I think this movie is not going to make nearly as much as the first. It's going to have a very strong opening weekend, um, and it's going to dr- it's going to nosedive yeah. because I nobody really loved it. I, yeah. Um, that sounds about on, right. On that on that segue, you know, considering what a horrifying experience Josh had this movie, we actually have a giveaway this week. Folks. Yeah. yeah, we have a giveaway, and we want you to participate. So, I loved hearing Josh's story about this terrible movie experience. So, readers, here's what you do: check out this email address. It is email at cultfollowing.co, and I just want you to email us with your worst experience at the movies yes your worst experience at the movies and we're gonna read you know the the top contenders and the the winner is going to win a pair of vip guaranteed seats here in tempe arizona to see unfriended dark web unfriended dark web unfriended dark web um it's funny here. so while you're pulling up that date i saw a trailer for this movie and i was watching the trailer and i was like oh my god if this movie does not turn out to be an unfriended movie i'm like someone needs oh, to I get thought sued it was the, have you seen the john cho one uh-uh. uh, the new movie he's got coming out where it's just oh yeah like we have a press really? screening for that if you, okay you i'll go to that one too awesome. so yes you will win a pair of vip guaranteed passes to see unfriended dark web at 7 p.m on monday july 16th at Harkins Tempe Marketplace. Monday, July 16th. So that's a Monday. So that's pretty early. It probably comes out like that Friday or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, so guys, see a movie five days early. Yeah, so, and you know, you'll get there early. You won't have to wait in a line. You'll sit in a guaranteed VIPC. All you got to do is send us an email at email at cultfalling.co and let us know what your worst movie watching experience was and that could be anything that can be like the movie was absolutely horrible it could be like you know like someone was horrible in the theater like a bad experience with an employee like whatever i just it's the the worse the better i want a penthouse forum level of details here (laughs) dear cult i Um, never (laughs) thought i'd write something like this But you guys, I really hated tag. <laughs> All right. So I think we're going to wrap it up for this week. You know, a uh, short one. But I swear next time we'll have a much longer episode and we'll have some fun developments on the horizon. So let's just start wrapping this up. And I'll tell you, uh, for our hosts here, we've got Kirby Nelson. Rest in peace, Vader. Booyah. Joshua T. Ruth. Uh, goodbye, neighbor. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Definitely. And I'm Victor Moreno, and I just want to say to everybody, join us next time here on Cold Following. Booyah.